golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G., Along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Hey, Richard. In the house. It's a great day. You know why? Because in the morning when I wake up, I'll turn on the TV first thing, and there will be golf. The 143rd Open Championship, Royal Liverpool at Hoy Lake, England. I love this tournament, Rich B. There is nothing better than the British Open, as we like to call it over here. You know, and it's uh, Merseyside, England. Oh, listen to you. Mersey. You know, and, uh, yeah, this, uh, you know, and you love to see the guys there in Liverpool running around uh, on, uh, on Abbey Road. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, they had the four guys, uh, Phil and uh, Bubba and a couple oh, of other Oh, doing the guys. Beatles thing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, there's, you know, no more entertaining golf on television, I think, than the British Open, Rich. When the weather conditions, Shot and I were just talking about it. You know, when it gets a little windy, you get a little bit of that spit and rain. Uh, you and know, the, the elements start the conditions to... will change throughout the day because uh, it's going to be on for almost 11 hours. Well, tomorrow I think the weather is supposed to be pretty good. And then there's a chance of some rain, I think, over the weekend. And, you know, the slopes, the terrain, the bunkers couple of interesting shots uh, already coming from uh, the practice rounds. But it's going to require some creativity. Uh, I think a well-rested mind. And, and some veterans. And some veterans. I agree. I think it would be fun to watch. I mean, you know, you got John Daly. You know, he's always going to break something out in bad pant wear. Bad. Uh, <laughs> is Colin Montgomery going to be there? Because Colin gets the bad clothing award of the week. Monty uh, coming off his U.S. Open senior, senior win. The Monty Slam. Is the Monty happen. Slam is happening. Now he's <laughs> uh, playing, I believe, in the, the U.S. senior that's going on. So, you know, they just can't pack them in tight enough. Back to back majors. Sir Nick there. Faldo's in the field. Sir Nick? A lot of interesting players. I mean, I've got a spreadsheet here, Rich, of the possibilities. You, yeah, you're not going to get the half of those names. Are you serious? You'd be surprised. Uh, in our up- All right, bag them out. Who you got? Well, we, you got? Got, we got our interview coming up with Bob Harrig, and I think we got to uh, at least 12 or 15 on uh, <laughs> on my list here. But uh, I, I think it's going to be – I mean, look at – you've got, all right, Phil defending, Adam Scott, number one in the world, Henrik Stenson, he is – fighting at his heels to take it over. Justin Rose, back-to-back wins, coming in hot as anything. The three-peat. Martin Keimer, players in the U.S. Open. Look how well he played, unconscious in Pinehurst. And then Angel Cabrera, Sergio, 
What's the British Open without Sergio? And have I mentioned T. Woods yet? Hello, Tiger Woods? In the field. In the field. But possibly a long shot. Is that You know, if he makes the cut, I think if he makes the cut, he'll be happy. You know, that's probably his goal, just to make the cut here this week and be somewhat competitive, uh, you know, within a few shots, you know, of the lead. And and uh, you can't count out the world's most interesting golfer, and Hal Miguel, (laughs) who uh, I watched show up on the practice tee and uh, spend about 30 minutes between doing his stretches, uh, putting up his ponytail, uh, making a phone call, and... And having a glass of wine and smoking a cigar. And taking a couple selfies. <laughs> no pressure with that guy. He's just, you know, having a good time. Just another open did championship. Did you say selfies? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I think he, uh, you know, was snapping a few with the crowd. So, I, I mean, this is obviously a very, very colorful event, not only in terms of um, the what we're going to see in terms of the golf and some of the great shots but also who we'll see on that leaderboard. And as we know, there's always a few that pop up out of nowhere. I'm thinking of the Englishman Robert Rock with the perfect hair as one. All right, let's, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to throw a monkey wrench in this, but, you know, can we address one thing real quick before we, the Scottish Open, you know, wonderful golf tournament is now the Aberdeen. Uh, Scottish Open. Yeah. The, Aberdeen yeah, Open. Yeah, I mean, did they sell that spot to the, uh, yeah. Are you are you just waking up to this fact? No, I, you know I don't get that. Why would they even uh, go there? I mean, was that, uh, what's that cost them a year? It's like anyway, well, you know, hey, it's pretty cheesy. You 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 got to keep things going. You got to keep things going, and things are good on the European tour, and we are uh, going to see some of the best golf all year in the next few days in the morning. Yeah, I remember. If I remember correctly, uh, the last time they were there, it was dry as a bone. Don't drop a cigarette, or there will be a flash fire. That was in 2006. Uh, and uh, Different golf course, green. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little wet over there. And um, also, before we go to break here, LPGA wrapping up at Royal Birkdale. And Mo Martin, congratulations to Mo Martin, holding off um, uh, Suzanne Pedersen uh, in, in, and Shan Shan Feng. Uh, one-shot victory. She 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 finished Double, about yeah, 75 minutes before and uh, makes eagle on the 18th hole. Hit and her second shot, second shot hit the pin. Classic. And she eagles it. Great great job. From out of nowhere. Yep, the third American to win this year on the LPGA Tour. She was ranked 99th in the world rankings, Rich B. Mo Martin, remember that name. So it's uh you know, <laughs> golf is deep on all the tours. Uh, in- incredible. So we've got a lot of golf to talk about as our preview show here for the Open Championship, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Stay with us, the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. There was a by four in the house, Holly G and Rich B. And uh, hats off to the winner of Brian the John Harman. Deere. Brian Harmon. He's on the plane. Another Georgia Bulldog. And Jonathan Vegas and uh, Zach Johnson. They are in the you know top three there at the uh, right at, at the PGA Tour event. I'll tell you what, Rich B, that's another guy, Zach Johnson. 
always flying a little bit under the radar when he comes into majors. And he's a guy that has played very well the last couple of years at the British Open. In fact, in 2013, tie for sixth. I think he's got a good game. He's got the right ball flight. Tied for ninth in 2012. He's got the right ball flight. And a 16th finish in 2011. How about that for doing my stats tonight, huh, buddy? What do you think? Yeah, you're what doing you your homework, your due diligence. Very good. All right. Well, we're hey, going to go. you look good in your Antigua uh, golf shirt there. It's pretty Golf Insider <laughs> shirts. Yeah, we got, uh, we yeah, got some. Yeah, they for sale on the website? We got some swag. No, but we're going <laughs> to give away a major prize, several major prizes tonight in honor of the Open Championship. A dozen Bridgestone golf balls to our lucky caller right now. Get on the phone. You might be in traffic, but give us a call. 407-916-8255, and uh, color number four in the foursome, color number four, winning those Bridgestone golf balls for this segment. And uh, Rich B., without any delay, we're going to go to an interview I had just a short time ago with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com from the press center at Hoy Lake and the British Open Championship. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Um, give our listeners a little taste of England, if you would, for a minute. What's the weather doing over there? And a uh, little background on the rich history, not only of this championship, the oldest championship in golf, but also of Royal Liverpool. Well, sure. The, um, the, uh, the, the weather has been the usual, unpredictable English Scottish weather. I mean, you just never quite know what you're going to get. It's been, you know, sunny, and then the clouds come, and then you get some rain and some wind, and then it goes back to being sunny. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the uh, sort of the novelties of the Open is that uh, you can get all four seasons sometimes in one day, and uh, players really have to adapt to the temperature, to the the wind, uh, and to what it can do to the golf course. And this one, you know, is a little bit underrated, I think, uh, you know, pr- probably because before Tigers win here in 2006, it hadn't hosted the Open for 39 years. Uh, it was off off the road for a long time, and uh, it goes way back to 1897, the first time they had it here. Uh, it's actually only, that was only the second time the event was played in England. And uh, but you had Bobby Jones win here in 1930 on his way to the Grand Slam. Peter Thompson won. Here in the 50s, it was the third of uh, his five opens, and he won three in a row uh, at that point. So it's got a, a, some really good history, obviously, highlighted by Tiger uh, shooting 18 under here eight years ago. So it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, shaping up to be another good one. Well, a lot of anticipation, of course, with Tiger back playing in his first major since his surgery a lot of conversation going on about uh, what his chances are. And, of course, uh, the daring media person that asked him that question, what would be his minimal acceptable finish? And, of course, we know what Tiger's answer was, number one, a win, first place. Uh, do you think he's trying to convince himself, or do you, do you see it in his eyes? Do you, do you believe he believes? I think he believes, but... Um... Uh, and, and that's probably the, you know, the way that he needs to go at it. It's the best way to approach it. Uh, you know, and he seems to have treated it like he would of any other. Uh, he's got a, uh, you know, a good, uh, 
um, you know, had a good practice routine going in. He's he's gotten a lot of holes in, all that good stuff. But I mean, let's be honest. Is it is it is it, is it realistic? I'm not sure that it is. Um, you know, he's got all the experience in the world. He's got you know, obviously all the talent. But he just hasn't. He just doesn't have the the at bats. He doesn't have the the seasoning this year to date. And uh, I know he said, hey, you know, I've come back before. Uh, yep, yeah, not from a back injury, and so uh, not from back surgery. I just think it's a lot to ask. I think, I think you know, we need to be patient. He probably needs to be patient uh, with his uh, with his with his results and 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 with his approach here going forward. Uh, you know, could he get it going? Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, you know, I I think that um, you know this isn't this isn't the type of course that's you know uh, so so. Uh, overbearing that that he couldn't that he couldn't maybe get it going, but the, the, that also leads to couldn't other players, you know. I, I mean, do I see Tiger shooting a couple of 66s? I don't know. That's not. I don't know that that's uh, feasible. So you know, we'll see. I mean, it, that's why we watch, and that's why there'll be so many eyes on him tomorrow morning. Well, I thought it was interesting. David Duval playing a practice round uh, with Tiger yesterday. Of course, they were at one time number ones in the world dueling it out. And he said uh, that he wouldn't be surprised that Tiger's game was a little sharper than people might think. So I thought that was an interesting comment. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, Tiger actually fairly decent in the right now. I mean, he's shot. And, and, and at this golf course, he doesn't need to hit a lot of drivers, and, and I don't think he will. And obviously, famously, in 06, he hit only one for the whole tournament. I think he's going to need to use more than that, but maybe not a lot more. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to look back. In 06, Tiger led the field in fairways hit. I mean, I don't think we can say that about him very many times in his career, you know. Uh, and, and, he, and he was second in greens in regulation. I mean, it's just incredible performance. And, uh, and, and yet, he almost had to do that because – he was giving up so much by laying back on the, uh, off the tees and hitting irons mostly. You know, that meant a long, long approaches to the greens, and yet he was second in greens in regulation. Uh, you, know, it, uh, you know, we'll look back on his career and, and, and look to, to that as, as one of his top ones. I mean, I think we say Pebble Beach in 2000 was, was obviously a, a great performance, his 97 Masters, to win those by the margins that he did. But this might be third, you know, uh, and... Uh, that's, that's saying something. No doubt about it. So there have been a slew of press conferences. I, you, you must have be a very busy guy right now because there are just so many players. I, I've got a list of 20 right here we could talk about who all could be contenders. I guess uh, the first to talk about would be Adam Scott, currently number one in the world, and then chasing at his heels, number two, Henrik Stenson. Uh, tell, us, tell me what you, you feel coming out of their press conferences. Well, they're both talking a good game. They both sound confident and ready to go. Uh, you know, Adam has been here since last Thursday, played the course a lot, learning it. I think that's good. What I don't like is that he hasn't played a tournament since the U.S. Open. I'm just not sure if you can if you can do this, you know, not competing for that long. Um, I know that's been his style here lately, but I just, just wonder about that. And, uh, you know, Stenson has been on, you know, he, he got hot this around this time last year, and he's kind of doing it again. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's been in contention uh, a bunch. He lost in a playoff in uh, in Germany a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, again, he's a guy, and he's been third in the last two Opens. I think he's kind of ready to, to win a major, so it wouldn't surprise me to see either one of them up there. And Henrik also mentioned that uh, this tournament in particular was one that's been in his dreams. Uh, I think certainly for a European player, the Open Championship is uh, one that uh, carries special significance, don't you think? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, he uh, 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 he uh, He's clearly got this one on his mind. It's the one he grew up watching, and um, I think that... Uh, you know, I think there's something to that. He likes his style of golf. He's played well, uh, links golf, uh, which is, you know, a factor to not be dismissed. You gotta, you know, you gotta understand how to play this way. And uh, I think he's a guy that's proven he can do it. And if there's a guy with patience, um, Henrik Stenson certainly is it, as we all know uh, from his great comeback and the terrific play he had uh, the last six months of of last year. Uh, turning our eyes then to speaking of patience and uh, a consistent game, Martin Keimer, of course, coming off his U.S. Open win, he's got to be one of the favorites. No doubt. Um, you know, I think I think when you're playing well anywhere, uh, why can't you play well here? And he certainly has experience on these types of courses too. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he does. I mean, he's been playing great since back in May. Has two huge wins. Uh, you know, can he can he can he get in the mix here? I, I absolutely I think he can, and uh, you know I I think it'd be good if he did. It'd be really really compelling to see if he can put himself in the mix again. Then of course Justin Rose with back-to-back wins, including last week at the Scottish Open. It's got to be a little extra pressure maybe on Justin uh, for the first English player in a long time since Tony Jacklin. To win, but not only that, but to win on his home turf. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, he's coming off wins in his last two tournaments. He's obviously playing well. He's got to have a lot of confidence. Probably helped him to play well on a links last week in Scotland. Uh, The other side of it is it's hard to win three straight tournaments. You know, uh, not too many people other than Tiger have done that. And even he had his difficulties trying to do that at times. So, be interesting to see how he does. Can he get off to a good start? I think is the key and keep the keep the momentum going. Let's look uh, at some more on the U.S. side. A couple uh, that I would have my eyes on. One is Ricky Fowler, who actually has had some pretty good finishes in the Open Championship. Likes uh, playing in windy conditions, which often uh, happen at at the Open. What do you think about Ricky? Yeah, I kind of like Ricky. Um, you know, he had a good he had a good tournament last week in Scotland as well, and uh, uh, I think that's a good sign for him. Uh, and you're right, he has had some good finishes in this tournament. He's played well in the majors this year, although not so well in the other tournaments. Uh, but uh, so you know, can he can he keep it going here? I have a feeling he's been gearing up for this a little bit, and you know, we'll see. Again, the style is is so important. Uh, and he, he seems to enjoy it, which, which uh, you know, I think helps you. Helps you, uh, you know, yeah, it gives you a leg up on some of these guys who, who don't like it, who complain about it. And uh, uh, I think that'll be, hopefully for him, that will be a, a, a good sign. And my goodness, defending champion, Phil Mickelson. Five minutes yeah. into the interview here. And uh, all right, what about lefty? What are his chances? 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure about Phil. I, 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 I don't know that I'm confident about his chances. You know, no top 10 since January. Uh, still having some putting issues. Had a really good round on Sunday uh, at Royal Aberdeen. Shot 66, but the course conditions weren't as tough as the first couple of days. Seemed to still be struggling with his putting throughout that tournament. You know, is he going to get it turned around here? Possibly. Um, you know, he seems to have turned a corner in playing this, this style of golf as he did last year. Uh, so it sure would be great if he did. And a, a, a couple other interesting players, I think, um, particularly in this tournament. Brant Snedeker recently has switched uh, uh, swing coaches. He's now, um, you know, working with Butch Harmon after um, moving away from his longtime coach. And Brant's had some great finishes over there. Uh, some. Could this be uh, maybe, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't call him a dark horse by any chance, by any means, but it could be an interesting uh, week for Brent. Yeah, I, I'm 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 skeptical of him at this point with, with making the change to Butch. And he's had some struggles this year, which I guess is why he's doing that. Uh, but, um, yeah, two years ago, he was he was right there. Uh, and, uh, you know, Litham, Royal Litham, where that occurred is. is is somewhat similar to, to Liverpool. I mean, um, you know, it's in the same area anyway. It's 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 only about 45 minutes from here. It's it's uh, you know got some of the same characteristics where the bunkers are really a big factor off the tee. I mean, they certainly are at all the open venues, but they seem to really be here and there as well. So, you know, length isn't a big deal at, at, at this venue. It's it's more about positioning and plotting your way around. And Brant seems to be pretty good at that. Talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com from the Media Center at Royal Liverpool Hoyt, England, site of the 143rd Open Championship. And, Bob, hey, we got to talk about the young guns, of course. Um, Jordan Spieth continues to have good finishes, uh, needs a win here, and wouldn't it be fantastic to have uh, the Open Championship as as his major for uh, for 2014? Yeah, it sure would. Uh, you know, he's been knocking on the door a lot this year without any victories. But, uh, you know, I think it's just all building towards something that's going to be really good, whether it's here or, you know, somewhere down the road, uh, not not too far. You know, it's uh, uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience with this type of golf, but he's going to be getting it again. He got some last year at Muirfield after winning the John Deere. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of time. I, I, I I, I hope we're not rushing him too much. You know, he's he's gotten off to a fantastic start in his career and got a long, long way to go. And another guy that's uh, also showing just great talent, Brendan Todd. This guy's on fire. Exactly. You know, and he got in contention at the U.S. Open before a bad Saturday. Every uh, and every one of those experiences helps. You know, uh, I'm not sure how he's going to handle this. You know, there's. There's always somebody, it seems, who, who has a good week uh, in Lynx golf, even though they've, they've ver- got very little experience with it. So you never know. I mean, if you get acclimated, if you start to embrace this quickly, uh, lots, of, uh, lots of good things can happen. And I, I can't think of the Open Championship without mentioning Sergio Garcia, who's having you know, one of his uh, best years ever, along with Lee Westwood. How about those guys' chances to hold up the Claret Jug on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, Sergio's been a bit of under the radar. Uh, you know, he contended here the last time. 
Uh, obviously, he's contended in other opens. Probably should have won one. Uh, but um, um, you know, he's uh, he's certainly uh, a, a guy. Westwood's not been playing very well. Um, you know, it, his game has fallen off this year. Uh, but again, he's in his home country. This would be the this would be a place to kind of get it going if he could. Well, I'm curious. Have you had a little chance to walk around town, uh, try out a pub, and what kind of food are they are they feeding you in the press room this week? Well, that that leaves a little something to be desired, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you know, not a fan of the over, fish and chips, Bob. The food over here is always a little bit dicey to me. It's a it's a bit of a struggle to find things that you like, but. Um, you know the town of Hoylake is is uh, is very small, only like 5,700 people. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot uh, there's a lot of little towns in the outlying area. We're actually staying in Liverpool, which is yeah 30 minute ride away. Uh, that's obviously a big city. Uh, so uh, and of course yeah, home of the played, Beatles. Played a little golf over here as well, which is always fun. Fun to play these links courses. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big treat to get over here. All right, well, it's time to uh, take out your dartboard, and uh, I will blindfold you because that's what it seems like when I ask this question every week. But uh, I'm going to have you try to throw the bullseye. Who's going to hold up the Claret Jug on Sunday? Actually going with Graham McDowell. Um, I think this suits him perfectly. A course where length does not matter that much, where it's positioning. He's playing decently, just won the French Open two weeks ago. So, uh, you know. I think it's time he added a second major. And wouldn't that be a a popular uh, victory, Graham McDowell? Great pick. Well, Bob, thanks so much. We'll let you go back to work. And uh, we appreciate, as always, your great insights on the Golf Insiders. You know why we would love Graham McDowell to win, right? Because it'd be free drinks. Hey, in a a a, restaurant, a British Open Championship. And Nona Blue. To go with his French Open Championship. That would be a pretty nice. uh, Pretty nice couple of uh, weeks for Graham McDowell. Well, we've got a lot more golf to talk about. Jeff Shane from PGA Tour coming up next. And we'll be giving away more golf balls, Bridgestone golf balls. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. If we could just make part. We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. On the eve of the Open Championship. Rich B, if you want to see Tiger tee off tomorrow with Angel Cabrera and Henrik Stenson, 4.04 a.m., on ESPN, you have to be checking that out. Henrik the Machine, that guy is awesome to watch golf. I mean, he's just hitting it so good, and it just might be a little intimidating for your boy Tiger. They'll be followed by Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, and Jordan Spieth at 4.26 a.m. That'll be a great group to watch. So uh, you got to get up a little early, make a little mojo, little uh little... High test caffeinated beverage. Yeah, because it's on for 11 hours. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a marathon. And uh, we're going to give away another dozen Bridgestone golf balls. 
to a lucky caller. Let's make it caller number three at 407-916-8255. Call us now, 407-916-8255 for a dozen Bridgestone balls because, hey, we just like giving stuff away. Holly's the queen of swag. And uh, we're going to check in right now with one of our favorite insiders, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. And uh, I know you've been across the pond many a time to cover the British Open, the Open Championship. And uh, this one, um, really very exciting with Tiger back uh, back in the hunt. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of other players playing well. I, I don't think we can uh, go very far in, in any conversation without talking about how Justin Rose is going for a third straight uh, victory and having already done it once on each side of the pond, he might be the best golfer on the planet this week, anyway, going into this tournament. Uh, and Henrik Stenson has played well going in, uh, picked his game up kind of like he, he did uh, for that great second half last year, and uh, uh, just uh, a lot of a lot of good names. I think Adam Scott's got a chance to maybe put the misery of the, each of the past two opens to rest. Yeah, I agree. We've uh, been going through quite a a list of players here. I'm I'm thinking about some of you know. It, there's always somebody that kind of pops up uh, every year that maybe we're not as familiar with. Um, you know. Jeff, I'm, I'm thinking of, well, you know, for instance, I think more people know the Molinari brothers now, but um, you had Francisco Molinari who popped up in 2013. Uh, Nicholas Colsarts in 2012 played very well. They're, they're, you know, there are always some guys that seem to rise up on the leaderboard. Absolutely. And uh, I remember one year, I think it was a Troon in 04. Uh, where the first-round leader wound up being an Asian golfer by the name of S.K. Ho, uh, who we later found out turned, produced the shortest scrabble score of any pro golfer at that time. So. <laughs> that's, that's why you, go, you call going deep for some notes, I'm sure, for your column, right? Well, in, Absolutely. in 2011, it was Raphael Jacqueline from... France, not Victor Dubuisson, but we might see Victor this this weekend as well. We might, um, although he is, he's been in a little bit of a slump. The, the two guys that I keep mentioning to people uh, who kind of ask that question, who's going to be the guy we don't know, pop up. One of them uh, is somebody who we should get acquainted with because I think he's in for a good long run coming over from Europe, and that's Jamie Donaldson uh, in his 30s. Uh, not a young gun necessarily, but a guy that has taken a, a slow maturation uh, to where his game is now. And uh, he's played very well kind of in his own comfort zone over on the European tour, um, ranked uh, in the top 30. And uh, uh, two top five finishes in his last three uh, over across the pond. And uh, he's from Wales, so he is British. Um, and uh, would certainly be adaptable to the conditions at Royal Liverpool. The other one is maybe really out of left field, and that is the Thai golfer, Tong Chai J.D., who has had a very, very good season on the European Tour, won once uh, over in the Middle East, and uh, has played well on the European continent this year. Wow. Um, Don't test me on that one next week, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, well, another question often asked, and I'm going to ask this of you, is who is most overdue to win a major, do you think? Uh, you're talking about one that has not won a major before, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, that, that's a good question. Um, so you have to eliminate Rose, who's the, the hottest golfer on the planet. I would, I would say we may be in a position now to put Henrik Stenson on that, on that tray. Um, he has certainly played really well last year stands for itself, but coming, uh, coming up into this open, he's kind of recovered from the slow start that he's had. And, uh, he was uh, fourth at the U.S. Open, second uh, in Germany just a few weeks ago. Uh, came real, real close last year, um, and, and I think that he might be the guy, either him or Sergio. And, of course, it was five years ago at Turnberry when we saw the epic run of Tom Watson. Do you think Tom can, uh, you know, funnel any more inner British Open golf? Well, I think that he can play very well. I, he obviously understands how to play Lynx golf, maybe better than uh, anybody in Europe. I just think Liverpool works against him a little bit because it's one of the longer courses in the open rota, and it's a par 72. So there are four par fives that young guns can take advantage of that Mr. Watson may not be able to. Well, of course, Tiger won only taking the driver out once in 2006. So I, I think I've heard several people say this golf course is more like playing a chess match where, you know, you really have got to think about where you're putting the ball and be very strategic. So who do you think has the best game when it comes to that and just, you know, being able to not get ahead of himself and, uh, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to be the winner on Sunday? <laughs> well, no pressure here. I'm going to have to Adam Scott first, though, because I think his game has is, is really matured. If he can get the putter going, I think he can put himself right back in position to maybe take a clear jug home for once. Uh, the greens at Royal Liverpool are not the challenging part, and so I think I think he won't be necessarily hurt by erratic putting uh, as much as if he was on some challenging greens. So I think there's a good chance there, and he's always been a good manager of the golf course and uh, Sergio is such a good ball striker. I think if he can uh, keep his, uh, keep his emotions in check and, and let's face it, we haven't heard a lot of complaining by Sergio Garcia in the last year. So maybe there is a definite maturation in his game, but he's always felt comfortable on the British links. And uh, he was in the final group, on that Sunday at Royal Liverpool, uh, you may or may not remember, I think that was the year that he wore that all canary yellow outfit. Um, canary in a coal mine. <laughs> well, that's what, kind of the way it turned out to be. Uh, I, I, I remember the, that uh, after, in, in the hours after the, the open, uh, Tiger had uh, texted some of his friends saying, I just beat Tweety Bird. <laughs> Poor Sergio. The worst He'll never live of it the, down. Uh, yeah, uh, golfing modern century here. Well, before we let you go, Jeff, uh, share with our listeners what, like, what's your fondest memory of covering the the Open Championship? I mean, for those of us here at home, it's you know getting up and watching golf and in you know in the morning and 
uh, maybe uh, having a little mimosa or something. But what's uh, what's what of your favorite memories of covering so many Open Championships? Uh, I think the, the the ones that always stand out to me are just the great finishes and the uh, and really you look back uh, in the recent history of, of of this championship and there have been so many intriguing Sundays. I can't claim I was there in '99 when Vandeveld had his meltdown, so I'll have to eliminate that. But I was I was there two years ago when uh, when Adam Scott seemingly had it in his hand and all he had to do was make par on one of those last four holes and, and, and it didn't work. So uh, I think that, I think that was a very memorable Sunday. I also was there at Muirfield in 02 for the coldest uh, day I've probably ever experienced. And that includes the winters that I spent in the Northeast. Well, and I think uh, speaking of Tom Watson, uh, probably one of the, uh, I think more mixed victories uh, was Stuart Sink, and, you know, he's a, a great guy and, and well-respected on tour, but same with Ernie Els when he won over Adam Scott. It's always kind of kind of tough when uh, it happens sort of through the back door. It does, and, and I think Sink has always, you know, kind of had to live down uh, the role of villain in that uh, event when all he was doing was just try to finish as strongly as he could. And uh, I just saw the highlight earlier today on Golf Channel. The putt that he made on 18 to put himself into that playoff was a really, really clutch putt. And uh, uh, he didn't know that it was going to be to put, to put himself into a playoff. Same thing kind of with Ernie Els a couple of years ago when he made, what was it, about a 20, 22-footer on 18 um, and just thought he had a great finish and was going to finish second behind Adam Scott and didn't think that the claret jug was going to fall into his hands an hour later. And and Watson's Watson's shot in 18 with a one-shot lead was just inches from being the most perfect shot, and uh, look what happened. Golf is a cruel game, as we know sometimes, and uh, the, the the thrill and the, and the agony of... Uh, of defeat can be pretty pretty tough to swallow sometimes. But it's going to be a fun Sunday. Thank you, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com, as always. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We've got one more segment. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments. None of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really naturally to me. I got good eyesight, I'll be Insiders right. taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B, previewing the Open Championship, which starts tomorrow morning. At the break of dawn, about 4 o'clock, Rich B, you and me, we'll be watching. That'll be so much fun. That's, uh, you know, you get up first thing in the morning and uh, flip on the TV, and it's not a rerun. It's the live deal, man. It sure is. British Open. First off at 3.37 a.m., Luke Donald, Ricky Fowler, and Sergio Tiger Woods. Hey. Teeing it up at 4.04. Roy McElroy at 4.26. Uh, Dustin Johnson and Ian Poulter at 4.37 a.m. Matt Kuchar, Graham McDowell, another great pairing, 4.48 a.m. Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Jason Duffner at 9.27 a.m. So uh, if you wake up a little bit later, you can catch some good golf. 
at you, work. Uh, you just got my uh, the the winner is coming out of that first group off the first tee Thursday morning. Tiger Woods. No, Luke Donald. Ooh, Ricky or Sergio. That's a good pick. That's my pick right there. I get those three. That's mine. All right, and I'll take uh, the, the second group, Tiger Woods, Anahel Cabrera, or Henrik Stenson. Hey, and we're going to make a winner out of you right now. We're giving away a dozen Bridgestone golf balls because we just feel like giving away swag tonight. Give us a call, 407-916-8255. Caller number 5, 407-916-8255. Calls for your free golf balls. And we're going to wrap it up tonight with one of our favorite insiders because we're talking about European British golf tonight. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post on the line. Hey, Steve. How are you, Holly? Doing great. Um, hey, the Scottish Open last week, British Open this week. Uh, your thoughts from Global Golf Post? Well, you know, it's uh, it, obviously anything can happen in Lynx golf, as we learned last week in the Women's British Open, when uh, when out of out of nowhere Mo Martin comes in to win. So. Uh, you know, it's one of those styles of golf where, uh, that, you know, we've seen Ben Curtis come out of nowhere and win. Um, there have been a we've, there have been a lot of catastrophes. There have been a lot of surprise winners, uh, and so it, it's one of those things where it's riveting, and you'll be watching every minute of it because of that. It is just it's a it's a cliffhanger, you know, because not only the terrain, the golf shots you have to watch those guys play, especially out of the bunkers. I saw some beauties last uh, last week. Um, but, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's just drama right up to the very end. And, uh, who, who do you see? What's your gut? Well, you know, I, I've always thought that the, uh, the best player in the world ought to get the credit he deserves. And so my pick has always been Adam Scott. I think he still feels like he has a lot to prove from letting the one slip away. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he really wants this championship. I mean, he's quiet, unassuming. He's playing well, but uh, you know, there's a reason he's the number one player in the world right now. And so, uh, he's, I've, I've got to go with Adam. You know, I like uh, Ricky Fowler. I think Ricky Fowler has been doing his homework. He's been doing uh, playing a lot. You know, he's trying to make the uh, right commitment with uh, Butch Harmon as his instructor. You know, and he had a decent finish last week in Scotland. He did have a decent finish, and he's had decent finishes all year. My, my concern is his closing ability. I mean, the guy's only won one golf tournament, and, uh, you know, the talent will only get you so far. At the end of the day, and particularly in a major, uh, you've got to be able to shift it into that second gear and be able to close. Uh, look, I, I agree. I mean, R- Ricky is, is a wonderful guy, and I do hope he's able to pull this off. Um, I, I, I put myself in the skeptic category right now with, with Ricky. Well, and the thing about the British is, again, it's one of those tournaments where you could see somebody, you know, you could see a 50-year-old like Angel uh, Miguel uh, on on Sunday holding up the the uh, claret jug. Uh, you could see Ernie Els putting another one uh, in his trophy case. Do you think it's going to be a veteran, Steve, or are we looking at somebody who could pop out for these hot young uh, guns out there? You know, I, I really hope that it is it is it's a surprise winner. Uh, simply because, I mean, look, we've been talking about Jordan Spieth now for for over a year, and 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 a wonderful player who really is is ready to break out. This may be his spot to do it. Uh, that, you know, there are a lot of, of guys that can make it. I, I don't want to under uh, undersell the fact that the weather can change out there and really dictate an outcome. 
as it did in Muirfield uh, when Ernie Els won, won his, uh, his Open Championship there. And I was out there on that Saturday when it started raining, uh, and it was coming down in sheets and blowing about 40 miles an hour off the ocean. I thought it was going to freeze to death. Uh, so the, anything like that that happens can can really turn this event around. Um, I do like Rich's pick of Sergio Garcia, though, another player who is, is playing extremely well and someone who uh, you know wants this championship badly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um... – you know, for Justin Rose, it would be a huge victory, especially winning on his uh, home turf, so to speak. You have a lot of, you know, Europeans that really would like to win this Open Championship. Who do you think is feeling the pressure the most? Uh, before we wrap it up here, got about 30 seconds, Steve. Rory McIlroy, simply because he has had, uh, there's so much expected of him still, and he still is unable to overcome that Friday slump. So I think that... Uh, Rory is uh, facing the most pressure and certainly the most uh, pressure from the fans uh, there in, in Great Britain. I would, I would have to agree. And uh, it's a surprise that he hasn't played better in, in the Open Championship. And another one who I think time is ticking on is Lee Westwood. What do you think? Yep, I agree. I mean, time could be running out for him. He's made the commitment in America and, and uh, he, you know, hasn't played exceptionally well this year, but he can turn it around on a dime especially in, in an environment where he's comfortable. Well, Rich B., who are you going with? Ricky? I got that first tee time, uh, Luke Donald. Ricky, Ricky Fowler, Fowler, Sergio Garcia. I like that. All right, and I'm taking the second one. Tiger Woods and Hal Cabrera and Henrik Stenson teeing off at 404. So tune in every morning, live coverage on ESPN, and uh, they got to cover for about 12 hours every day. It's going to be a great weekend for golf. Thanks so much for listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game.